But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaves does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Psalms 1 verses 2 and 3. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of our brand new podcast, the Streams of Water Bible Study podcast. My name's Tyler Alverson. And I am Andy Baumberger, and uh, we're just so excited that you're uh, tuning in, and we're just uh, really happy that uh, uh, we're able to do this. Yeah, this is something we've been thinking about for a while, something we've been praying about, uh, maybe a good opportunity we thought we had to talk about scripture, not just together, but to uh, talk about scripture in a way where other people can benefit from it. So super excited about this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always uh, love any, any opportunity I have to, uh, to talk with you, Tyler, and uh, talk about the Bible, especially. So this is just really a uh, I know we'll enjoy it, and uh, hopefully by recording it and, and putting it out, maybe some others will uh, be helped by it too. And that's that's really kind of the kind of the goal. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a really fun thing that we get to do, and hopefully everything that we uh, say will uh, be be honoring to God ultimately. Absolutely. So maybe a good way for us to begin would be by introducing ourselves. Maybe there are some people out there listening who know me and they don't know you or they know you and don't know me. So Andy, would you like to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, where you are and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, like I said, my name's uh, Andy Baumberger and I um, am the minister, the evangelist with the Cape Cod Church of Christ um, here in Massachusetts up in New England. So uh, a long, long way from uh, where Tyler's at in Kentucky right now, but I've been here about a year working with the congregation and just uh, really a great group of people, a lot different than what I'm used to in uh, Tennessee in, in a lot of ways, but just so thankful um, that I get to uh, serve with the with the congregation uh, here. And uh, Tyler and I actually uh, both graduated a couple years ago um, together from Fried Harriman uh, University, and that's where we we actually uh, actually met on the on the first day of classes, actually. Yeah, first day of class. I mean, just first thing in the morning, met freshman year and uh, been friends ever since. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I look back at now and it, it, it feels, you know, I don't really know, but it feels kind of uh, providential in a way because I was I was really struggling at, at first at college, like a lot of freshmen do with uh, adjusting to being away from home and not, um, you know, having met uh, any friends. And, and Tyler just happened to introduce himself and, and sit right next to me in, in class. And uh, we just really uh, became, became fast friends. We had so many classes together, I feel like. Every semester, we were always sitting by each other in some class. And um, so I'm really just thankful for uh, the friendship that we have and that we get to, you know, continue that um, with this and, and a lot of other things that we, uh, we get to do together as well. Yeah, it's certainly been a blessing. We were in a lot of uh, Bible classes together. Of course, we were both Bible majors at Fried Hardman. 
but we also had a science class where we went out and collected rocks. Um, we had one class where we got caught watching the um, March Madness game. I forgot who Tennessee was playing, but uh, we, we we got caught by one of our professors watching a, watching a March Madness game in class. So, uh, uh, Andy, I'm glad to call you one of my closest friends, and glad we're able to do this together. Yeah, absolutely. I think they, I think they were playing Georgia in the SEC tournament, if I, if I remember co- correctly. But um, I think it was my computer, but the computer was on your desk, and uh, our professor saw the reflection in like the win- a window or something in the back, and saw us watching the game. So um, yeah. we didn't do that too often in in class. We just want to clarify that we that was a one time thing. So. It was not our best moment. Not our best moment. Not our best know. moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and in, introduce myself. My name is Tyler Alverson. As Andy said, I'm uh, right now uh, living in Mayfield, Kentucky. We actually just moved here a few months ago to work with the Seven Oaks Church of Christ. We've been here uh, coming up on just about three, three and a half months, and they have been such a blessing in my life. I echo what Andy said about uh, the congregation he serves. They have, they have been so good to us over the past few months, making us feel so welcomed, making us feel like we're at home. I I say us, my wife's name is Leslie. Uh, She, we're originally from middle Tennessee. I'm from Lebanon and she's from Mount Juliet. Uh, We actually met at the same we, we moved to the same church when I was four years old and she was two years old. And then we started dating when I was a sophomore in high school and she was an eighth grader, which that I got made fun of for that. But I'm thankful that that didn't discourage me because uh, now we've been married for about a year mm-hmm. and uh, she's one of my greatest blessings in life, uh, not just as as a wife, but a, a partner in ministry. Uh, words can't even describe um, of course, spent a, a few years at Freed Hardman. Andy and I are actually both still enrolled at Freed Hardman. We're both pursuing graduate degrees. And again, just, just so excited about this opportunity to, to study together and to study along with you. We hope that you'll make this a part of your week. So Andy, people might be wondering why why is it called the the Streams of Water Bible Study Podcast? Where in the world does that come from? Um, you want to start by by introducing that just a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that idea really is uh, rooted in and comes from um, Psalm one. You might recognize uh, that phrase from from Psalm one, uh, verse three. Um, and we'll we'll talk about this psalm in, in a little bit, and we want, we kind of just wanted to walk uh, through that for uh, a few minutes and, and think about um, maybe our our goals for what we want to do in this podcast and and what we want to be in life as well. But in that in that passage, um, it talks about the the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on God's word is is a person who is is like a tree planted by streams of water. So there's, there's, a, there's a health, there's a, a vitality to a person who is um, connected to God and his word and who loves God's word. And, and kind of the goal of what we want to do is 
um, just be another place in, in our day and in your day, uh, potentially, that um, we, can, we can think about, meditate upon, delight in uh, God's word and what he's trying to, to tell us. So we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that, but um, do you have any, anything else to add on um, that, that phrase, streams of water, or Psalm 1? Yeah, yeah, and really, when we think about the purpose of this podcast, that's that's the kind of people we want to be, and we hope that these conversations will encourage people uh, to be that kind of Psalms one person, like a a tree that's planted by the streams of water. You know, the rest of the the verse goes on to talk about how the tree yields fruit in its season; its leaves don't wither, and talking about the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night. The psalmist says in whatever he does, he prospers. When you think about this tree that's planted by the streams of water, it's not just surviving, but it's thriving. It's growing fruit. It's planted in a place where it's going to get the water that it needs. It's yielding not just fruit, but yielding fruit in its season. Its leaves don't wither. It's beautiful to look at. And so sometimes I think when we go throughout life, we feel like we're just surviving. We feel like we're just going from day to day. And, and uh, if, if I can get through just this one day, then that'll be a good thing. Or if I can get through this one trial, then that'll be a good thing. Sometimes maybe we feel like we're just surviving as Christians. And I think what this Psalm, psalm helps us to do and, and what hopefully we're going to strive to do in this podcast is to not just survive spiritually, but to thrive spiritually to be connected to Jesus to draw our strength and power from him and to be the kind of people that he wants us to be uh so maybe Andy would you want to uh, maybe divide up this reading maybe you could read the first 3 verses of Psalms 1 and I could read the last 3 and uh, if if you have a bible uh, the listener if you have a bible out we'd love for you to follow along with us if not if you're driving or exercising or something like that we'd love for you uh, to listen carefully as we read these powerful words from from Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll get started here, and I'll, I'll read the first uh, three verses of Psalm one, and then Tyler, you'll uh, Tyler will finish this up with the last uh, three verses, and then we'll just uh, talk about it a little bit. Um, so Psalm one, uh, starting in verse one, says this: "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked." nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers." The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So Andy, when we go back to to Psalms chapter 1 and just taking a look at verse 1, we're talking about a person that's blessed. To, To you, what does it mean to be blessed in this psalm? Yeah, blessing, I think here is about, it's about uh, where you're, where you're rooted. It's about um, what gives you a life, what brings you 
uh, joy, what directs your life. And so I think one of the things we we see at the very the very first of this psalm um, is these these two different, very different ways of living. These two very divergent paths. One, the way of of blessedness and life, um, and and the, the other uh, a way of really of destruction. Um, we could put it uh, like that. And I, what what always stands out to me, and you know, of course, I'm not the first one to notice this. Um, many have commented on this before, but in the very first uh, verse of the psalm, we see kind of this uh, regression, right, um, of uh, the man who walks not. Uh, in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. You, you kind of see it. You start out walking, and then you're you're standing, and then all of a sudden you're you're sitting. And I think there's a lesson for us uh, there of um, about the direction you're going. You're eventually uh, that's that's where you're going to be, and that's where you're going to be rooted in a sense. And uh, you don't want to be. Um, in that place uh, where uh, you're, you are sitting in the seat of scoffers. I don't know if you, do you have any thoughts on that, on the first uh, couple of verses there about, or about what it means to be blessed. Yeah. You, you know, it's it, thinking about the word blessed. It kind of reminds me of how Jesus starts the sermon on the Mount when he talks about blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who hunger and thirst right. after righteousness that, you know, maybe you, you look at those things from a physical perspective and you think really blessing comes from that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be blessed if I'm poor in spirit. No, I don't want to be poor. I want to be I want to be rich. And I think this this blessing is, of course, a, a spiritual a blessedness that we're able to experience whenever we look at at a, two different paths that lead to two very different locations. And, and I choose the right one. I think I, I love how you called that a regression. I've heard people call it a progression before, but it's really not going in the right direction. It's really right, going backwards, right? right? Yeah. That um, I see this, I'm, I'm kind of walking by the wicked and then I'm not walking by anymore. Eventually I'm standing with them. And then eventually I take a seat with them. Not many people wake up one morning and say today, I'm going to fall away from the Lord or today I'm going to be the person I want to be. I'm going to live in wickedness. I'm going to live in sin. It's something that happens. I like the way the Hebrew writer talks about it when he talks about drifting. It's like if you throw a piece of wood into the river, you know, it's not just going to instantly transport three miles down the river, but it's going to gradually just drift further and further away from where you threw it in. And I think that's the the that's one path that we can choose here in Psalms chapter one to regress into sin. We can uh, associate with those who are wicked, those who are sinners, those who are scoffers and gradually drift away and maybe not even realize that it's happening. So that's the, that's one path that we can go down. But Andy, what what's the other path that we can choose in this in, in this section of scripture what's what's the right way what does god desire for us in this passage yeah there's that there's that transition there in uh verse two to give us you know an alternative way a, a better uh, way and you know going back to verse one a little bit 
it starts off, you know, about talking about, um, you know, walking not in the counsel of the wicked. And so, you know, it's picturing this, this man, the blessed man is one who doesn't, he doesn't fill up his mind with the counsel, with the wisdom, uh, with uh, the words of the wicked. Rather, verse two tells us this different path. Uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So you're not uh, filling your mind with the counsel of the wicked or with the, the way of, of sinners. Uh, you're filling your mind with the law of the Lord. Uh, you're meditating on it day and night. It's, it's filling uh, you up. And not, not, just, not just that, um, but uh, the blessed man delights in the law of the Lord. And I think that's um, so significant for how we approach Scripture, for how we approach the Bible and, and our reading to it. Because, you know, you were talking about a little bit earlier, Tyler, how sometimes we're just trying to uh, make it through the day, just trying to survive. And part of that sometimes is maybe doing our, our Bible reading and become, can become a chore. It's something I know I, I ought to do, I need to do. But do we... Um, take the time and, and the effort to really delight in what God is, is saying to us, to really love that the fact that God wants us to know things about him and he speaks to us and he gives us instruction and direction um, in our life. And I think that's um, an amazing thing. And that's what's going to really give us um, vitality, not just to see the Bible as um, or God's word as a chore or as a list of, of rules or, um, or anything else uh, like that, but something that uh, we can delight in and, and gives, us, um, gives us life, gives us hope, and helps us to, to see and to know God in, in a deeper way. Yeah, I, I think that's why John in, in first, his first letter talks about how his commands are not burdensome. I think, like you said, the temptation is to look at Scripture as this this is ruining my fun. This is taking away things that I want to do where Scripture should be what I want, where instead of finding joy in the counsel of the wicked or the paths of sinners or the seat of scoffers, this blessed person is going to find his joy, his delight in the law of the Lord. And really, you know, this isn't just a worship of scripture. Uh, This person who's blessed delights in the law of the Lord because he delights in the Lord himself. We don't want to give off the idea or that we worship the Bible. While the Bible is certainly important, we delight in scripture and in what scripture says because of the one who gave it to us, because we've fallen in love with him and we're pursuing him and we want a relationship with him. And through his word, he tells us, how we can do that. And so instead of being like a chore where my Bible reading starts to feel more like homework, it's where I'm talking to the one who loves me, the one who's created me, the one who saves me. I'm allowing him to communicate with me. And as Christians, there shouldn't be anything that brings us more joy than that, than to communicate with the one who has saved us, the one who we've built a relationship with, the one who loves us more 
than we can even imagine so much that he sent his son to die for us. And so I find my delight in the law of the Lord and it doesn't end when I shut my Bible. I think sometimes, you know, at least for me personally, whenever I do my daily Bible reading or I do a daily study, whenever I shut my Bible, okay, I'm done for the day. Well, that's not the blessed person in Psalm chapter one and verse two. This blessed man not only finds his delight in the law of the Lord, but he's thinking about it all the time. It's just, it's like when you get a song stuck in your head. Andy, have you had a song get stuck in your head recently? Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel like that this is a common experience. I feel like I always have a song stuck in my head. Yeah. What, what, what song do you like to get stuck in your head? Is, uh, do you have a favorite song that's just super catchy? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I feel I try to I try to um, uh, have uh, hymns stuck in my head, but sometimes it's, you know, stupid uh, jingles on commercials or, or whatever. You know, <laughs> I, it, you can't really control that, can you? Yeah. And, and you, you just you just can't get it out. Right. And that's the way the the psalmist is here in Psalm chapter one and verse two. He's thinking about meditating on God's word day and night. It's something that's constantly on his mind. And it's not and it's it, it's in a way different than getting a song stuck in your head. Many times it is those annoying jingles that you see on commercials or you hear on the radio and you think, if I can get this out of my head, I never want to think about it. I never want to hear it again. Now here's the psalmist who loves the word of God so much that he's just thinking about it all the time. And of course, when the word of God lives in you like that, it's going to come out in your decisions. It's going to transform and mold the kind of person who you are. Um, so those are the two different paths, right? A regression into sin or a delight, a love, a joy for Scripture, thinking about it all the time. Yeah, and I, I think it starts with what you, you know, you're immersing yourself in. What are you uh, filling up your your mind with? And that's what you're going to ultimately <laughs> meditate on, usually, is um, um, what, you're, what you're filling up your mind with. I mean, have, have you ever been around a person that, you know, is like maybe has, or maybe you've experienced this where you've, uh, you've binged a, a Netflix show or something like that. And then like everything that that person says or references like has to do with, with that. And it kind of shapes their thinking because that's what they filled their mind up with. And it's, it's the same way, you know, we want the way that we see the world to be influenced by scripture. We want um, the, the events that happen to us to be informed by uh, by scripture and I like what you said earlier Tyler about it's it's not that we we read scripture in of itself uh, for its own sake it's scripture is beautiful because of the the beautiful God that we we meet there and the fact that he he loves us so much and wants us to know things and loves us uh, so that he wants us to, to live in a certain way, to, to be um, all that he uh, created us to be. And so uh, surely that's why he wants us to delight in uh, his truth and what he delights in. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the blessed man. That's the, the alternate path, the way of true uh, joy and, and life. 
Absolutely. So you have these two different paths, which are really combined in one person. Yeah, as Christians, I think we draw out of this psalm that there are some things that we should not do. There are some things that God has prohibited, and we see that in verse 1. But then there are some things that we should do, some things that God has commanded, how we should feel about him, the emotions we should have about his word, finding joy in the law of the Lord. And so when I don't regress into sin, and when I find such a joy in scripture that I'm thinking about it all the time, well, that leads to verse three, where we draw out the title for this podcast, the the streams of water Bible study podcast that this person who doesn't regress into sin, the person who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night will be like that tree that's not just surviving, but a tree that's thriving. Uh, Andy, I'd like to hear what what you have to say about this. You know, at the end of verse 3, it says, in whatever he does, he prospers. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I, I think... The psalmist is certainly not saying there that, you know, you're going to have a big bank account and and everything's always going to go well in your life and you're never going to go through any trials that. uh, So what is the psalmist saying here? When I live this blessed life in verses one and two in whatever I do, I prosper. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I think it, it that word prospers there stands in contrast uh, to the word. Uh, wither, you know, that just comes a line before it, you know, talking about, um, you know, you're like a tree whose, whose leaf does not uh, wither. And I think it's about uh, being able to, to face life and to endure and having this durable, eternal truth that um, is your foundation for life. And so it's not that you uh, won't suffer. It's not that um, everything goes well, at least by um, earthly standards of going well. Um, it's about, are you able to uh, to live in God's purpose and what he has for you? Are you able to stand um, when suffering does come? Because sometimes uh, being obedient to God's word, delighting in God's word, actually will lead us to greater suffering. We see that all throughout uh, scripture with with people who uh, serve God, but I, I I'm reminded of what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount about um, you know those who listen to his words are like are like one who builds his house upon the rock in contrast to to one who builds his house upon the sand. So are we going to be able to 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 face what comes our way in life? Are we going to be able to uh, endure and have have something that is is lo- uh, more long lasting, more um, uh, permanent, uh, more um, able to anchor us uh, when those uh, difficult times come. Absolutely, yeah, I I think those are great thoughts. It, it, perhaps we could maybe summarize that by saying it's not that bad things aren't going to happen to you. But what this prosperity is about is who's going to walk with you. And that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because God's with me, because he comforts me. The, the, the prosperity is, is not the prosperity gospel that we might think of today, that if you follow God and you'll be rich and your, 
and you'll have a big house and you'll have really nice cars and nothing bad is ever going to happen to you. But instead, it's about even when I'm at my lowest points, I know who is still walking with me and I'm still going to trust in him. And the direction of my life is going to be a direction that leads to spiritual prosperity, ultimately into eternity yeah. uh, with God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think those are I think those are great points. And I think it's like you're saying there, it's not that um, being this kind of blessed person means that uh, we get everything we want and everything comes to us. Really, that's not the picture here, right? The picture is of of us being equipped to give, not to get, but to be fruitful, to be able to bless others uh, because we have been blessed by uh, this life-giving truth that comes from God's word. So we're, we're firmly planted. We've got this source of life, and that allows us to uh, that that flows out in our lives, and it makes me think about what Jesus said in John seven about the spirit of the one who comes to Jesus. Out of his heart are going to flow rivers of of living water, so that we can be a blessing to those around us. And I love this imagery here. Um, it really reminds me of the Garden of Eden, and really the the ideal of what God created you know he, he told humans in the beginning to, to to do what to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the earth bless the earth and, and rule over it um, and I think you know being being rooted in God's word helps us to be uh, that that kind of person kind of bringing uh, the blessing of of God's presence uh, to the world that is in is in need of it Absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I think the point as we continue forward into verse four, verse five, is that, you know, the wicked don't have that prosperity This that, that we've been defining over the last few minutes. In this blessed person and whatever he does, he prospers. He's going to be like this tree that's planted by the streams of water. But verse four, the wicked aren't like that. The yeah. wicked are not going to be like a tree that's thriving. Instead, the wicked is going to be like the chaff that when they would take it to the threshing floor and they would separate the chaff from the wheat, they put the wheat into the barns and just let the chaff blow away into the wind. It doesn't matter what happens to it. It's, it's useless. It's not worth anything. And so he's talking about, Hey, when, when you choose to regress into sin, when you choose to, walk in the path of sinners, walk in the counsel of the wicked, sit in the seat of scoffers, then you're going to be blown away like that chaff. You won't be able to stand before God in the judgment or, verse 5, be able to stand in the assembly of the righteous. Um, so, I mean, depending on which path we choose, looking at prosperity for what it really is, whichever path we choose will determine what kind of prosperity we experience, whether in whatever we do will prosper or whether we're going to be driven out and not be able to stand in the judgment or be allowed to be in the assembly of the righteous. So it, it, it's a, it's a life choice. It's the direction of your life. What direction is your life going? And based on that direction, 
how is that going to turn out for you? We have to look down the road and see what our choices are going to lead to instead of just searching for immediate satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely about our direction, about our trajectory, about what kind of people are we becoming. And you mentioned verse five there about the wicked will not stand in the judgment. There's a a contrast there with uh, verse one about, you know, where it's talking about standing in the way of sinners. If you, if you stand in the way of sinners, if that's where uh, you've, you've put yourself, if that's where you've gone in your life, the the path that you've taken, well, you're not going to be able to stand in the judgment. Um, If if you've chosen to be over here, you're not going to be able to stand over here. And there's a similar idea in the second half of the verse, um, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. You can't expect to be among the righteous in eternity if you spent your life being among the wicked, right? And and following that way and being just like um, everyone else. And so um, I, I like how those kind of ideas connect there. And, and you're right. It's about this the direction of the kind of people uh, we're coming. And if you live your life in this this wicked way, neglecting uh, what God has said and God wants us to be, uh, then then you have no you've got no place to stand, and you're like the chaff that's gonna gonna be so easily blown away. Yeah, but with the assurance, if we continue into verse six, you know this is this psalm is really all about the difference between these two paths, and I think verse six just really brings that home that the Lord knows, or perhaps we could say he approves of the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked is going to perish. So when I come to the end of this psalm, perhaps the question I'm supposed to be asking myself is, what what way is my life going? What direction is my life pointing in? What kind of path am I walking down? Is God approving of the way that I live? Does God know the path that I'm walking down? Or is it something that he doesn't recognize, something that he's not going to claim, where instead of living, I'm going to perish? And so what what direction is, this is not saying that we have to be sinlessly perfect. This is not saying that we have to make every single decision right. The New Testament tells us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We make God out to be a liar, according to 1 John chapter 1, if we claim no sin whatsoever. The question is, what direction is your life going? Are you going in the direction of this blessed man in Psalm chapter 1, or the wicked man that's described in chapter 1? Each of those directions is going to have polar opposite results. So many times, we want the results without putting in the work. I mean, I think about wouldn't it be great to be able to lose weight without having to go on a diet? I I think about whenever I was running cross country at Freed Hardman, it would be great to be able to go out and run a race and do really well, but put in no training. We oftentimes want the results without putting in the work. And this Psalm says that if you want God to approve of you if you want God to know the path that you're walking down, if you want to prosper in life, then you have to be like this tree that's planted by the streams of water, where it's 
it, it yields its fruit in its season and its leaves don't wither. A person who loves the word of God, who thinks about it all the time, and that can be seen in any decision that is made. It's a great contrast there. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like you said, polar, polar opposites of, of, uh, of your direction in life. And I think about um, what you were trying to talk about there reminded me again of the Sermon on the Mount about, um, you know, the Lord uh, knowing, approving of our way of life. Um, I think about what Jesus talks about uh, where there's going to be people on that last day that he's going to say to those people, depart from me. I, I never knew you. And why is that? Because maybe, maybe their outward life uh, seemed seem right, but they weren't truly following uh, the will of the Father. They weren't truly walking in this path of, of blessedness. And so we've got to you know, think about and consider for ourselves, um, are we, are we um, just outwardly that way, saying that the Lord knows us and we know the Lord? Or are we truly like this blessed man who, who delights in the law of the Lord and, and more importantly, delights in, in God and uh, wants to, to follow uh, the way that he set out for us? It certainly has consequences, not just here, but also hereafter. So it's something we need to pay attention to. And, and that's really why we, why we decided to do this podcast. We appreciate you listening to this first episode that we want to be this blessed person in Psalm chapter one. And if you're listening to this, if you've spent about 36 minutes now listening to us ramble on about Psalm chapter one, I'm going to assume that you want to be that kind of person too. And so together, as we go throughout this process and we walk throughout scripture together and, and we, we walk throughout different books, we think that the book we're going to go into next is maybe the book of First Peter. And so we're excited about that study. We want to do this together. We want to help you and we want you to help us to be like a tree that's planted by the streams of water where we're not just surviving, but we're thriving spiritually thriving in our relationships with Jesus. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really, really well said. And we know there's lots of content out there, lots of podcasts out there, um, even, you know, really great um, Bible podcasts. And, you know, our hope is just that maybe we'll be another place um, that will help us to meditate on uh, God's word and think about uh, this this beautiful uh, this beautiful book that He has given us that that helps us to truly be blessed and to to renew our minds and to transform our lives so that we we look more and more like Jesus, who was the truly blessed one. Right? He more than anyone, he was he embodied what what Psalm one is talking about, and I think that's that's our goal. We all just want to be. Uh, more and more like Jesus. Right, absolutely. So one thing that we would like to do before we close, and one thing we're going to try to do at the end of every every episode, is to give a practical application to what we've talked about and, and what we've been able to study together. How, how can I take Psalm chapter 1 and live it out throughout the next week? Um, we're going to rotate those back and forth today, 
Andy has that practical application, that practical challenge for us. Andy, would you like to share that with us? Yeah, this is something we want to uh, challenge ourselves with and, and anyone who might be uh, listening out there. Just take 15 minutes. Um, that that may seem like a lot to some, some of us. It may seem like not that much time, but we just want to challenge each of us to just take 15 minutes to turn off everything, every other distraction, and spend some time in silence thinking about Psalm 1, practicing this idea of, of meditation and delighting in God's Word by just, just, just letting Psalm 1 sit in your mind. Sometimes maybe when uh, we think about the word meditation, we think about the emptying of our mind, but that's not the idea here. This is the filling of our mind with, with something specific from God's word and trying to clear out everything else except uh, what, what God has, has said here. So I think, I think you will find that if, we, if you do that and if we do that and we try to uh, make that a practice, um, that we'll, we'll be blessed by it. And, and that's, that's the goal. So 15 minutes, silence, and just reflect on what this might mean uh, for us, Psalm 1, and how we might be able uh, to delight in, in God's Word more. Amen. Thank you for sharing that with us, Andy. Let's, let's all try to do that this week, and, and I think we'll certainly be blessed. We'll be able to draw nearer to the heart of God if we take that application to heart. Well, we want to thank you again for tuning in to this first episode of our podcast. You know, from here, it only gets better, right, Andy? This is our first episode. That's uh, right. From, That's right. From, from, from here, it's just going to go up. It, it's not going to be a regression. It's going to be a progress. See, if, if, if you listen to the episode, then, then maybe you caught that you right got there. got that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Thanks again for, for joining us, and we hope that you have a great rest of the day and a great rest of your week. listening to the Streams of Water Bible Study Podcast. If you'd like to contact us, reach out at streamsofwater13 at gmail.com. That's streamsofwater13 at gmail.com. Until next time, be blessed, be planted, bear fruit. Thanks for listening.